Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Sammy. Hi. <laughs> I feel like whenever one of us says hi, it's always like quiet. Like the um, audio is like trying to catch up to like, oh, someone else is speaking. So it comes yes. really soft. Um, <laughs> here we are. And today we're talking about emotions in the body and the like somatic embodied experience of of our emotions, the sensations that come along with them, um, why we it's important to feel our emotions and all the things that go along with that discussion. <laughs> so, yes, just a simple discussion. <laughs> I feel like always we're like, you know, no big deal. This is the usual light conversation, but. <laughs> well, and I actually think there's like both in there because it's like it's it's not and it is because it's such a natural part of our experience mm-hmm. um as human beings but it's not really something that we talk about a whole lot yeah on a um like a collective level mm-hmm. well and I think part of that is uh, my opinion is that emotions have been really devalued on a societal mm-hmm. cultural level right like that um you know, within a patriarchal construct, the more masculine qualities of logic and analysis Mm -hmm. and linear thinking and measurement um, are sort of venerated and uh, elevated in a way almost that diminishes, I'm going to say, in my opinion, diminishes the value of our felt sensing, our Mm -hmm. emotional experiences, our uh, non-linear, non-analytical thoughts, um, like things are process that doesn't fit those, you know, sort of constructs, but is mm. very much a very natural part of the human experience. And one that, and again, in my opinion, we can't like not have, right? Like you mm-hmm. yeah. feel we're good. You're going to, you can suppress it. You can squish it down. You can avoid it. You can ignore it. Um, you can distract yourself from it, but you're having feelings. Yes. They're there. Right. Yes. Um, first of all, vocab points on that description. That was great. I thought you explained that really well. And yes, it is one of those, like, no matter what, it's still going on, regardless of what that looks like or how it's manifesting for you, it's still manifesting and it's still there. Yeah. I also think of that separation as like, even in the um, like holistic realm of things, we talk about mind, body, and spirit or mind, body, and soul. And it's still like separating mind, body. And like, we think about, oh, our emotions are like mental. They're in our heads. And it's very much like, no, actually it is a, I try to say like mind, body, spirit, where it's like, it's all one word (laughs) rather than it being separated because we're such integrated beings where it can be helpful to delineate in the way that we learn about and discuss these things, but that they are all ultimately 
whole, a part of the whole and not just a part, but an integrated element of the whole. Mm -hmm. And that, that interconnection means that we experience in this case, what we're talking about emotions on this, um, multi-sensory kind of basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about, um, the application of yoga philosophy in therapy, because in yoga, the mental emotional is one body, right? Like, so it's your mental emotional body as one entity. Uh, and it also makes me think of the word psyche. That's the base for psychology and psychotherapy. Um, in other languages, it's the, the same word means both mind and soul. So it can be interpreted either way at indicating the like overlap between the two, right? Like that they're essentially we're talking about the same essence when we talk about mind and soul mm-hmm. and that emotional I love that experience. Yeah. yeah absolutely when I think of um oftentimes when I will ask people like when they're feeling a specific emotion like what does that feel like or where do you feel it um in your body and the answer often being like, well, I don't, I don't feel it in my body. It's like, okay. So then I like to take a step back. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, using the like anger as an emotion, how do you know that you're angry? Mm. And we, yeah. And it's like, we know, we know we're feeling an emotion because of sensations that we're feeling. So it may be, I don't know, for me, I can feel that like, like vibrating through your body or that, like, just like that pressure on your chest or your shoulders and that rising temperature and recognizing like, oh, all of those are very much somatic physical experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a certain level of um, even biological there with anger, right? It's like a, it makes me think Uh, of a fight response and like you can feel the jitteriness of like your adrenaline starting to pump and, you know, mm -hmm. um, how that feels in your body Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. And, and I love saying, and I I firmly believe this, that of all of the elements of our um, being, our body has the deepest wisdom and knowledge and awareness. And that when we can lean into and access that connection that we have with it, we can really um, deepen our understanding of ourself, obviously. And so oftentimes our body recognizes that we're leaning into an emotion or an experiencing emotion before our mind does, because our mind is, um, and our brain is recognizing those sensations and then translating that as like, I'm angry or I'm happy or whatever. I'm using the most basic emotions here, but, um, yeah. And it's just like being able to create that awareness of the connection, because to me, like when we're talking about emotions in the body, we're talking about this mind body connection and, I hear a lot like, oh, I just don't have that connection. I don't have a mind-body connection. I want to develop it. And I'm like, okay, no, no. Like we don't just not have that connection. It's being able to access the connection that we're really talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be mindful and aware of what's mm-hmm. happening, that it's not happening just because our awareness or our attention isn't on it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really important distinction. I also, you were saying um, like it often happens in our body before our mind comes online especially the frontal cortex, right? Like the Mm -hmm. part that's like aware of self, right? Like that uh, sort of metacognition, if you will, but that, and there is absolutely like uh, research shows that Mm -hmm. our body, we embody a feeling 
I think it's about 30 seconds before it hits our uh, prefrontal cortex because it, mm -hmm. that is happening at the base of your brain, right? Like in the, so it takes time to travel and it, and actually um, I was reading an article about studies that show that people will respond to our nonverbal cues of how we're feeling before we're even aware mm -hmm. of our own feeling, because there is that like 10 to 30 second delay where yeah. other people can pick up on what's going on for us because it's being demonstrated in an embodied way. And I think that's so interesting um, yeah. to just think about like, wow, like something's happening in my body that there's a delay before I even have, you know, my conscious attention on it. Um, and then knowing that for most people, it's not like at, at those 30 seconds, we do actually attend to it either. Right? How many of <laughs> yeah. us are like, you know, ignoring that feeling or distracting from it or avoiding it in some kind of either conscious or even unconscious way that allows us not to work with or be with that emotion in any kind of uh, intentional, you know, directive expression mm -hmm. or productive mm -hmm. expression of that emotion. Um, and so I think it'll be valuable, Sammy, for us to talk about why it's important to feel our emotions. But first I'm thinking before we even go there and I'm wanting to uh, maybe ask you about this because I feel like this is uh, a little bit more in your wheelhouse, um, but I'm thinking about the how. So before we get to the why, right? Like, so if you do experience yourself as someone who feels like they don't have awareness of their mind-body connection or they don't, um, sense those things happening in their body in real time, perceive that sensation. Are there things that you usually guide your clients yeah. to do to get in there or to get aware? Absolutely. Um, during almost all of my like intake sessions when, or, you know, one of the first sessions when I'm meeting with a client, regardless of um, the presenting problem, what someone's kind of coming into therapy, wanting to work on and explore is something that I call a somatic tracking exercise. So this is something where if you allow yourself to, I'm going to use the word notice. Mm -hmm. So what I mean when I say notice, just to preface this a little bit, is just to be aware of in a sense of not having to do anything about it or even translate it, just notice. Yeah. So in this moment, whether um, you're driving or maybe you're listening to this at your desk or if you're sitting on your couch, wherever you may be, just take a moment to like, kind of check in with your body. So just notice any sensations that may be coming up in your body. So right now I slept really weird last night, apparently, because my upper back is like super sore. Okay. I'm noticing that. So then deepen into like, what's the next thing that you're noticing? And I find that it can be really helpful. Just notice the initial sensations that are coming up. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't have to mean like, I know my back is sore because I slept weird. It not necessarily isn't telling me like, oh, I'm I'm angry or I'm frustrated or, you know, whatever it may be, but just deepen into and notice sensations that are going on. Mm -hmm. And the key to this truly is to not feel like you have to do anything about it. You're just deepening your awareness and expanding your awareness. Mm -hmm. And I forget if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but part of the somatic tracking exercise is identifying ways where you can do this in a, in a neutral way throughout your day. So I often say like, if you find yourself driving on a somewhat regular basis, identify a certain, um, car. So let's say, I like to say like, maybe it's a, 
a white pickup truck. So every time you can't really control how often you're seeing that, right? And so the the purpose of this is so that it's not necessarily happening during times of heightened sensation, mm -hmm. because that's oftentimes when we're aware of things mm -hmm. is during times of heightened sensation. Maybe when something feels not so great or really, really good, mm -hmm. it's not in the in-between and it's in the in-between that you are talking about that we start to escalate to one side or the other. Yes. So when we can continue to identify and check in with ourselves and become aware of what's going on within our bodies moment to moment that increases our likelihood that we're going to a that is you accessing your mind body connection and that awareness you're expanding upon it when our brains start to do this too it's like you're it's going to be a conscious decision like okay wait pick up truck okay i'm just noticing but over time your brain is going to i love that our brains do this generalize things right so when you start noticing pickup trucks in general or white vehicles or things like that you start to check in with and notice oh okay and your body is just doing it your mind your whole being is just doing it this is the i think to me the crux of starting this work is just being able to increase that awareness and the checking in with yourself mm -hmm. and the and first and foremost, not feeling like you have to do something with it, just being aware of it. So, so, um, important to have that piece, because I think that's sometimes where people get stuck with noticing is feeling like mm -hmm. I don't want to notice necessarily because I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. Or I, I think I do need to do something with it and I don't want to do that thing. So I don't even want to notice or acknowledge. Right. Um, so I think that's a really valuable to just point out is like, we're really, truly just noticing. We're just bringing yeah. attention. And I think also echoing some of our other episodes, like the really loving act of, of that, like the energy of love around, like, I'm just checking in with me. Like, I'm just noticing what's going on with me. Um, I'm attending to me, right? Like then, and we know that attention um, feels loving, right? When someone pays mm -hmm. close attention, is listening. And that's essentially what I feel like you're describing, Sammy, is listening on a visceral level, right? It's like leaning, turning inward and, and listening to your body and noticing those sensations. So I think that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, I find it like similar to something that I described, but I really like your uh, integration with like everyday stuff, like just like if you're driving, if you find yourself, you know, like, I don't know, looking out the window while you're watching dishes or like whatever you're doing and that you have, you're sort of overlapping it in a way that mm -hmm. makes it really accessible. So I think that's very cool. I often um, like ask people to do and start to incorporate like daily or somewhat daily, um, like body scans or just mm -hmm. mindfulness meditations, because we, you know, to your point, Sammy, of like, we notice when we're heightened, um, there are many, many sensations before that point. Right. And so the more that we practice noticing our somatic experience, when we're not in a state of heightened emotion or heightened sensation, the more likely we are to notice those precursor sensations as well, which gives us a little mm -hmm. bit more leverage to intervene on our own behalf. I know you mentioned like not needing to do anything, but if you are escalating mm -hmm. in a direction that doesn't feel good, noticing the steps on the way can give us, and not that you have to do anything with that, but it can give you the option to, if you yes. want to, or you oh, feel like yeah. it would benefit you too. 
Oh yeah. And I think it's important to be clear that that exercise that I had um, mentioned was like really starting to help to increase that and not, not to like forever just be like, well, I'm aware that I'm super dysregulated right now. Yep. That's happening. Right. But to be able to like increase your awareness of it, to notice exactly what you just said. I think of that like zero to 60. Oh, I feel like I'm going zero to 60. Okay. But we don't just go zero to 60. You're even if it, if it happens quicker in one, you know, um, circumstance than another, you're still going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you're, you know, you're going through that. Yeah. And so imagining, all right, if I'm a little bit, if, if I have increased awareness of my somatic experience, I'm noticing this at 20 versus mm-hmm. 60. I'm noticing that, oh, this is getting heightened. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't get to control that. It's just like, oh yeah, that's happening. Awesome. <laughs> and other times it's like, oh, okay, I need to, this is where being able to regulate our emotions. This exercise can be helpful because it's like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm in the midst of being escalated right now versus, oh, I'm like so far past being able to regulate myself Mm -hmm. and like full transparency. I, the, the noticing and not doing, I think is the most challenging part of this. Yeah. I talk to people about this all the time and I really struggle with that personally because it's like that. Okay. That problem solving, like I've got this now, what do I do about it? And that's the, I think the both end of the exercise is noticing it doesn't have to be something that you're fixing, but it's also to create awareness of how could I perhaps do something differently to not get to that 60, mm-hmm. 80, hundred, whatever it may be. Yeah. And it just feels like that choice coming back to that choice, right? Like, and, or the desire to give ourselves a space where we might be able to exercise choice. Right. And like, again, not that we'll always execute on that perfectly or even execute on that at all. And not that it's always necessary. Like you're saying, Sammy, the both and like, sometimes it is just about noticing a wave of, of like, so for example, if I'm maybe feeling anger, but I'm like alone in my house and the trigger for the anger is a memory or recollection of some kind of event that happened either earlier in the day or in the week or whatever, it's an internal stimulus, then it's probably fine for me to ride that emotion out and not Mm -hmm. do anything in particular. The likelihood that there would be negative consequences to my environment or to my relationships is low because I'm alone and I'm in my home. So I'm safe and I'm not going to affect anybody. So if I wanted to feel the feeling and allow it to run its course and maybe scream into a pillow and that will get into expression and all of that, I'm sure. (laughs) But um, like that would be fine. Right. But if I had that same memory, so I might choose to let, let it ride, or I might not feel like I have a choice, but if I had that same, you know, sort of like intrusive thought about like something someone said to me that pissed me off uh, and I'm out you know, with a friend or I'm out in the grocery store or something like Mm -hmm. maybe I want to exercise a little bit more choice about how that emotion shows up in that particular moment. Right. So Mm -hmm. as I'm tracking, I would get that opportunity to notice, oh, this is getting to like, I'm really like letting myself feel this anger right now. It's really arising. And like, is this where I want to go in this moment? And if not, is there something I can do to support myself? Like, Uh, I know people think that deep breathing is so fucking annoying and I get it, but if I'm in the grocery store, like taking a nice deep diaphragmatic breath, like I guess, you know, into your abdomen Mm -hmm. will genuinely regulate your, uh, your nervous system, right? Like that's scientifically what happens. And so like, it gives me that space to pause and say, I think, you know, for myself, I would say, 
I need to come back to this. I'd like to come back to this, but this isn't the place where I want to visit with this experience, right? Yeah, like, um, and so it gives me the opportunity to do the both and feel it, but feel it in a place that's safe and supportive and productive for me to feel it um, rather than, you know, say I'm grocery shopping with a partner or a friend or a family member. And like, I don't want my anger to spill over onto them and, and that relationship, right? And so there's all different ways that we have more choice when we have access this tracking that you're describing, Sammy. So I think it's really yeah. um, such a, a great tool as far as like ways to start to notice what's going on. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Well, I think what you were just talking about really um, eloquently kind of transitions us into the expression of too. And all of this kind of can go hand in hand too, because I think a part of the tracking exercise, like almost the next step can be, okay, how is this being expressed externally? This is my internal experience of it. How is it being expressed externally? And when you were talking about that before, it's like when you're, when you're expressing yourself, expressing emotions and things like that, of course, we're using our body too. And it doesn't have to just be body language, but body language is a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. All, so is tone of voice, which we don't necessarily think of as body, but that you're using your body to do that, to express right. that or facial expressions. And I know none of you can see me right now, so I'm going to use tone of voice. <laughs> I could be like, like, hi, how was your weekend? Or like, hi, how was your weekend, Kristen? <laughs> Like I said the same thing, but I did not say the same same thing, thing. (laughs) right? And, and that our emotions can be expressed in that way. Right. And so recognizing that also sometimes we may not under, like, we may not know our emotion is being expressed. And I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about it, where it's like, have you ever said something to someone and their, their, um, response is maybe it feels disproportionate to the words that you just said, but you're not necessarily aware. And I find this happens a lot when clients are reporting to me that they feel like they don't have this awareness of their body where it's like, I'm being so not understood in the way that I'm trying to express myself. Mm -hmm. And there can be that, um, like, like seemingly a disconnect there because it's like, okay, so my somatic expression is what I would kind of term that Mm -hmm. is not matching up with how I'm feeling, or I'm just not aware of that. So it's like, I'm, I'm having my emotions so well, but it's like, but maybe that's not exactly happening. Right. And so it's that, I think that lack of awareness of what can be happening in your body, which is why, um, some of the exercises that we are talking about and just like moments of checking in and becoming aware of, and I loved how you said that earlier, like being compassionate with yourself rather than like, what do I do to quote unquote, fix this? It's like, okay, well, what is this telling me? Right. How can I listen to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. An inquiry rather than like seeing yourself mm-hmm. as a, a problem to solve. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we do have a very fix it mentality culturally and that's promoted like, um, and, and I think possibly because, um, also things like productivity and, uh, achievement are very focused on. And so like, it can be looked at as though like having a feeling is like inconvenient. It's like not <laughs> like you're not able to produce at the same level while you're sad or while you're you know experiencing anger. Um, and so there's a sort of underlying cultural tone also, I think, to like put that away and function, quote unquote function, um, which 
you know, I think is all kinds of uh, problematic for so many reasons. And, and let's be real, when we try to put something away, we do, it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes under, <laughs> it goes under in you. It doesn't go away. It doesn't stop existing. It doesn't even stop affecting you, right? It, it just gets pushed down so that the way that it affects you and your dynamics and your interpersonal dynamics and your experiences is more unconscious than conscious, but it doesn't actually go away. I think that's like really important to just note because <laughs> I think yes. we all think we've, I certainly think I've outsmarted my emotions sometimes. I'm like, aha, no problem. I feel sad, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, right. I push that down and keep plugging through. And, and it's like, that is for sure showing up um, and impacting me still. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to pose a question that you asked before to okay. you right now. Why is it important to feel your emotions and not just intellectualize them? Yeah. And I will speak to this as someone that I think tends toward intellectualizing them in total transparency. I often mistake, and so catch my clients doing the same, um, talking about my feelings for feeling my feelings. So if I say, say, you know, Sammy was doing a session with me right now. And I said to her like, oh, I've just, I've been feeling so sad lately. And I don't know, you know, what's going on for me, but I've been tearful and I've been this and right. And so now I'm in a story about it. But mm -hmm. I personally have struggled with thinking like, yeah, so I'm expressing my emotion. I'm expressing it verbally, right? Like, so I'm, I'm in it. And like, <laughs> for sure, I'm not. And I've had really good therapists uh, in my experience as a client at, who have stopped me and asked me to feel it. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean, uh, right? Like, <laughs> so now I do know what they mean, but at that time I was like, um, yeah. I am feeling it. You know, I'm talking about it. This is how I feel. And it's like, no, that's how you think you feel right yes. and the yes. distinction between those yes well and that talking about how you feel about something and and feeling it are two different things very different you can have those two experiences but they they are not one in the same mm -hmm. and when I would have that really good therapist pause me and say like, you know, and, and I know, Sammy, this is something you do and I do both in sessions, like, and where, when you, like that feeling you're talking about, where is it in your body? That's what brings us, that question is like the sensation, it brings us back into that embodied place of actually feeling, right? And so it, it can, so sh my therapist would do that with me, like, and where is that in your body? And it would immediately bring me, like, so I'd be talking about being sad, but when she'd ask me, where is it in your body? All of a sudden my chest would tighten and get heavy and I'd start mm -hmm. to cry. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I felt like so in control and calm and collected and talking about my sadness just a moment ago. Right. And now here I am in it and I'm snotting and I feel like a mess. And I'm like, but there's something so important about allowing that emotion to move through me in that way. And something I have learned from my own experience with it, and I, I would imagine this is different for everyone, but I'll share for myself. And then maybe, Sammy, I don't know what your experience has been with this. But for me, when I shift from talking about to feeling or talking from or mm -hmm. not even talking, but just being in and allowing yeah. the emotion to come 
up and be expressed and be felt, I feel like there's a very different orientation in me. Mm-hmm. There is less of a, so there might be more of a desire to escape because it's <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. There's less of a, a need to fix yes. or do. It's less about an outcome and it's more about presence and being. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense for myself of like honoring and reverence that mm-hmm. comes up for me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, right? Like this is, yeah, this is how yes. you feel, you know? And it's like, Okay. Okay. That's like feeling your feelings. When we even talk about like feelings, emotions, feeling, it's like, it's a sensation. It's a physical experience. And what I, um, what I heard and what you're just saying too, it's like experiencing it from that perspective. And like we're able to intellectualize these things because of the physical experiences, because of these feelings, but to be able to deepen and the word release kept coming up for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important because I hear like, get over, I just want to move past. And there's a difference between releasing and um, like, quote unquote, getting over. Like, I just want to stop feeling this way. Right. And it's like, a lot of times we like, we feel through something versus feeling over something. Because if we feel over something, I always think of, we're just going right back to the, to where we started kind of thing Mm -hmm. versus like, yeah, let's feel through it. And it can feel frustrating when we're trying to feel over because you're still doing work. You're intellectualizing your brain's like, yes, I know all about this experience, all about it. I know all the ins and outs. And so much energy goes into pushing that experience down so much energy to holding it back, right? Like, and we might not realize that in the moment, but so much of us is allocated to compartmentalizing this piece so that we can quote unquote, be over it, that we're not because we didn't go through it, right? And and that can take a real energetic toll also. Mm -hmm. And I think to go back to what you were talking about, about like allowing yourself to know that you can feel it in a, in safe spaces. So maybe you're in the middle of target and you're not like, you know what? I'm just going to go walk down the pillow aisle and scream into a pillow. Maybe that doesn't <laughs> feel like an appropriate place, but knowing like, okay, when I go home in my bedroom, I feel safe doing that. I have these spaces. And, and that's where I think the tracking exercise you're creating, it may not feel safe to connect with your body. So not like trying to just go from like not doing it at all to doing it during those heightened times. Yeah. That's terrifying. But doing it in these like progressive ways and just neutral ways can shift. I often use the word shift. I probably already come up in the podcast, but exactly bridging it over. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think as we are approaching our time, I have one last thought about the why Mm -hmm. of experiencing our emotions because I do get that a lot from clients sometimes. And I certainly from myself, it's like, why, why would I feel this? Like, it feels like shit. I don't like, I, you know, why a fair Um, question. (laughs) Yeah, totally fair. And it's like, uh, you know, sometimes we can feel like it doesn't move through, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's like, I just, and then I would, I would sort of challenge that with like, maybe we're not all the way in it if it's not moving. Right. Like, it's like, we're trying to be like suspended almost like we're trying to be in it, but not all the way in it. So it feels a little stagnant, which is, I think, Uh, understandable in that context. But I was actually thinking of Sammy. I know as a group, we watched a video um, and it's actually on YouTube. If anyone listening is interested, Mm -hmm. it's like Chelsea Handler and Dan Siegel. And Dan Siegel is a 
uh, a therapist and he's her therapist and he does a lot with neuroscience and they're talking about their therapeutic relationship. Um, and I am thinking in the context of our conversation right now, how he, Dan said that he would stop Chelsea when she was in the middle of a story and say, stop mm -hmm. talking. And he was talking about it from a sense of, so he would say, stop talking and ask her to feel what she was feeling. Yes. And so one, I think that's like a really great therapeutic move to just pause mm -hmm. somebody and ask them to reflect. Um, and then also he, Dan was talking about the reason for doing that from a, a neuroscience standpoint was hemispheric integration of mm -hmm. the brain, right? So like saying, in her story, Chelsea was all in her left brain and that was really developed and overdeveloped. And so he was trying to support integration by bringing the right brain, the right hemisphere online and more present yes. so that she could be a more whole embodiment of herself. Uh, and so I think that's another, you know, with all of our holistic uh, mm -hmm. lens that we're operating in and that we talk about all the time, I thought that was a valuable piece to sort of throw in this conversation yes. too. Like, why do we do this? It's like, oh, for balance, for wholeness, for integration, right? That that mm. our intellect is really valuable, but it is one aspect of ourselves only. Yeah. I would highly recommend watching that video for anyone listening. I think it's great. And that was such a great nugget that you pulled out of it. And I think a really important reminder too, that we can get so lost in that left brain narrative of it, that we forget about the abstractness of like feeling it. And I think sometimes it's the abstract that is confusing and we don't know where to put it. So it's easier to just be like, well, I know how to, you know, put it into these concrete kind of boxes, quote unquote, um, through that narrative, because that's why we create narratives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even the needing to know why it would be beneficial to feel before we're mm -hmm. willing to do it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, yep. Exactly. Like, oh, that's fine. So we encourage you all to feel this week in whatever way uh, feels accessible to you. Maybe it's Sammy's tracking exercise. I think that's a really great one. Uh, maybe you're a little bit more uh, developed with it and you do notice sensations and you want to integrate that choice piece and start to notice. Um, but I hope that you'll apply this uh, at some, in some way in your day, at least today, maybe this week and explore what it can be for you. Yes, absolutely. Sammy, thanks for another great convo. Yes. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. <laughs> all right, bye everyone. Bye.